Hello, I'm uh, Andy Ward. This is the fifth in a series of many a story. It's a horror story, again, entitled A Room with a View to a Kill. Hey, Robert, how do you like soup? shouted Johnny as he threw a bowl of soup across to Robert. Robert screamed as his clothes were covered in a chickeny mess. Johnny laughed. Johnny, what have you done to Robert? His clothes are covered in a chickeny mess, screamed Mrs. Porridge as the home economics class fell silent. He did it to himself, and apparently he really loves soup, said Johnny as he lit up a cigarette. Johnny, how dare you smoke in my class? You're only fifteen years old. Give me that, said Mrs. Porridge as she swiped the cigarette from his mouth. Robert, go and get yourself cleaned up. And you, Johnny, get yourself to the headmaster's office right now. Johnny shrugged and left the class. He wasn't worried about seeing the headmaster. He saw him all the time. They were practically pen powers by this point, except without the air of cordiality, or the letters, or indeed the ink. Basically any of the key characteristics of pen powers. Besides, he probably wouldn't go anyway. Johnny lit up a cigar. Perhaps he'd walk to Tesco and buy himself a sausage roll instead. That'd be more fun. He checked his watch. There was plenty of time. It was only 2010. The death clock said he probably wouldn't die until 2052. That was more than enough time to get to Tesco and back. Chances are it probably wouldn't take 42 years. The walk usually only took 15 minutes. Unless you, unless you had to walk back and forth exchanging his sausage roll 735,840 times, he'd probably be okay. Johnny flicked his cigar into a bin and set off on his journey. As he approached the entrance to Tesco, he was surprised to see one of his friends there, Donna Marbles. She was hanging out with her crew too, all skiving off school and smoking their pipes. Johnny loved Donna, though he had not told her. He watched as she seductively withdrew her St. Bruno tobacco and ignited her pipe. She was looking beautiful today, her flat cap almost gleaming in the sun. She spotted him from a distance. Johnny, she shouted excitedly as she ran across to hug him, the clip-clop of her workman's boots echoing about the car park. Hi, Donna, said Johnny as he hugged Donna. What are you doing here? Skiving, same as always, shrugged Donna. How about you? I'm here to buy a sausage roll, said Johnny. He mentally slapped his own head. That didn't sound sexy at all. Come on, Johnny, he thought. Think of something more seductive. You can do this. I mean, I'm here to buy a sexy sausage roll, said Johnny. He mentally slapped his own head again. If anything, that was worse than before. Okay, Cool, said Donna, slightly confused as she inhaled another lungful of pipe. Hey, Johnny, what are you doing later? Later, replied Johnny. Yeah, later, said Donna. I mean after school. Tonight. Tonight, said Johnny. Nothing. Why do you ask? Me and the girls are going to head up to the house on Murder Hill. It's meant to be haunted, you know. We thought we'd check it out. Why don't you come with us? A cold rush of fear spread across Johnny's body. The house on Murder Hill was meant to be haunted. There were rumours that those people who had gone to see the house had never been seen again. The house on Murder Hill? Isn't that boarded up now, said Johnny, trying to keep his voice from shaking. Yeah, but we can break in. We skive off school. Breaking into an abandoned house is the kind of thing we might do in our leisure time, replied Donna. 
It's a fairly tenuous link, isn't it? said Johnny. Shut up, Johnny, replied Donna. Do you want to come to the house or not? Johnny found himself in a tricky situation. This could potentially be the chance to spend some quality time with Donna. Admittedly, in a house that had a reputation for killing people, but still. On the other hand, if he said no, he'd appear to be a coward, and nobody accused Johnny of being a coward. Danger was his middle name. Unfortunately, his surname was Mouse, which somewhat undermined its call tone by conjuring up images of David Jason, but still. You know what? Yeah, I will come to the house, he said. Great, we'll meet you at the bottom of Murder Hill at midnight then, said Donna excitedly. I guess so, murmured Johnny, disappointed that he'd probably have to give film 2010 a miss. He may have been a bit of a thug and a bully, but he loved that theme tune. Johnny hugged Donna again to say goodbye, and headed off into the supermarket to purchase his sausage roll. Little did he know that soon, he himself would be the metaphorical sausage within a perilous roll. Johnny found himself stood at the bottom of Murder Hill. He checked his watch again. Five past midnight. Where were they? Perhaps it was all an elaborate joke they had played on him. He was cold, alone, and missing film 2010. Perhaps singing the theme tune would warm him up. He sang. Johnny, over here, shouted Donna. Johnny turned around and saw Donna and her friends coming towards him, the glow of their pipe embers illuminating their faces as if they were sexy fishermen out in a seductive trawler. I wasn't sure you were coming, said Johnny. We wouldn't miss this, replied Donna. Are you ready? I guess so, said Johnny nervously. The group slowly made their way up towards the house on Murder Hill. It was the only house here. Many constructs had declined to build on Murder Hill, fearing that the general population would probably have an aversion to living at such an address. One developer, however, had built a single house, which had once had a single occupant. Nobody knows exactly what happened to them, only that once they went in, they never came out. The house was earmarked for demolition soon after, but all attempts to destroy it had ended in disaster, and nobody dared try again. Reaching the door, the group paused for a moment. The house looked a lot scarier up close. There was a warning tape around the perimeter, the windows were boarded up, and the walls were covered in graffiti telling people to stay away. It was almost your stereotypical spooky house. All right, how do we get in then? asked Johnny nervously. As he did, the door slowly creaked open. Now it was the stereotypical spooky house. After you, Johnny, said Donna. Johnny's heart sank. He could see that he was going to be the sacrificial lamb at this horrific barbecue. He couldn't show his fear, though. He couldn't be seen to be afraid. And so he strode through the door as maturely as he possibly could, followed by Donna and the rest of the girls. No sooner had they got inside than the door slammed behind them. This really is just one big cliché, isn't it? said one of the girls, unwisely choosing to deride the narrative of the story. Suddenly they heard a bang. There it was again, another bang. A constant banging sound coming from upstairs. 
Do you want to try the door to see if we're allowed to leave? said Johnny. There's no point. It'll only be mysteriously locked by now, said one of the girls sarcastically. She was right. It was mysteriously locked. Her sarcasm and know-it-all attitude would not go unpunished. Then a whisper from within the house. It beckoned them to come upstairs. The banging continued. Johnny looked towards the rickety stairs that ascended into the darkness. He was afraid now. Everybody was. Donna could barely get her St. Bruno tobacco out of her pocket her hands were shaking so much. She ended up spilling it all down the front of her dungarees. Now they would not even have the illumination provided by the pipe. Then the whisper again. There's no way out, he said. Come upstairs. Then more banging. What shall we do, said Donna nervously as she tried to brush the tobacco off her overalls with her thick, hairy hands. Johnny gulped. We go upstairs, he said in a voice that he intended to sound manly, but just came across as Mickey Mouse getting his ear trapped in a door. The group slowly shuffled towards the stairs and began to climb. Each floorboard seemed creakier than the last. The banging grew loud as they got closer. Soon they found themselves on the landing. The banging was almost deafening now. It was coming from within the darkness. They slowly crept along the corridor towards the noise, their skin damp with the cold beads of fear. Donna took off her flat cap and wiped her bald head with her handkerchief. Johnny was beginning to wonder what he ever saw in her. However, he did not have much time to think. Suddenly the banging stopped. Then the voice again. Come inside, it said. Another door creaked open. The group found itself drawn into the room, entranced. No sooner they all got into the room than the door, somewhat predictably, slammed behind them. Then they heard a menacing laugh. Prepare to meet your death, said the voice. They all screamed. Then there was a long pause. What's going on, said Donna, confused. Then they heard the voice again. You'll have to come over here to meet your death, I'm afraid, said the voice somewhat resignedly. What? Where are you? What are you? said Johnny. Then he turned around and saw. As he looked back at the entrance of the room, he found himself staring at a door with a face. What the hell? he said, as he leapt backwards, startled. That's right, tremble in fear, laughed the door. Then come over here so I can kill you all. Wait, you're a haunted door, is that it, said Donna, somewhat more relaxed now that she realised what she was dealing with. A killer door, cackled the door. There is no escape from this room. Resistance is futile. What about the window, said Johnny, pointing to the open window. Is the window haunted? No, replied the door. No, 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 wait, yes. Yes, the window is haunted, said the door, quickly correcting himself. It's not, is it, said Donna. It is. The window's more evil than I am. Watch out for that evil window, said the door, backtracking quickly. Then why isn't it talking like you are? It's an introverted evil window, said the door. It only talks when it wants to. Make it say something now, then, said Donna, growing ever more cynical. Okay, but... Don't look at me when it talks, that puts it off. You'll have to turn around, said the door as he cleared his throat. The group turned around. This is ridiculous, grumbled one of the girls. 
Hey, window, it's okay to talk now. Say something evil, said the door. Oh, I'm such an evil window, said a voice that sounds surprisingly like the door trying to put on a Scottish accent. All right, that's it, we're leaving, said Johnny, fed up now. Come on, guys, let's go. Johnny opened the window and looked down. It was a fairly long drop, but it was into a bush, which would probably break their fall. Even so, it wasn't particularly convenient. Wait, screamed the door. What is it now, sighed Johnny. Listen, if you're going to be leaving anyway, you might as well use the door. The truth is, I'm fed up being evil. I'm a lonely door, I just want a friend. Please, we can be friends. I don't want you jumping out and hurting yourselves. Come on, how cool would it be to be friends with a supernatural door? You can make money out of this. Just promise me that you'll come and visit occasionally and I'll let you leave, whined the door. Johnny looked at Donna. She raised her monobrow quizzically. All right, fine, said Johnny resignedly. Promise you'll let us leave? I promise, said the door with a smile. Okay, then let's go, said Johnny as he led the way. He placed his hand on the door handle and started to turn it. No sooner had he done so than a huge tongue emerged from the door and dragged him into its mouth. Johnny screamed, but it was too late. Donna and the rest of the girls watched as he disappeared into the jaws of the door. They screamed and ran for the window. Unfortunately, as Donna began to clamber out of the window, it slammed shut, chopping her in half. A Scottish laugh filled the room. "'You'll never get out of here!' shouted the window. The remaining girls were quickly picked off as a cursed light bulb descended from the ceiling to behead one of them, whilst the other found herself devoured by some satanic dado rail. Their truancy had been the death of them. If only they had been at school, they might have attended the special assembly on malevolent home furnishings. Alas, it was now too late. Johnny had eaten his last sausage roll. And that's the end again. Bye!